Welcome to the House of Surgery, a podcast brought to you by the American College of Surgeons. In this series, you'll hear from and about surgeons in all specialties, in all practice configurations, and in all locations, their success stories, advice, challenges they've overcome, and words of inspiration as they serve their patients with quality, integrity, and professionalism, and strive to heal all with skill and trust. This episode features Dr. Christopher Ellison, who was installed during Clinical Congress 2022 in San Diego as the American College of Surgeons 103rd President. Shortly afterward, he delivered his presidential address, Our Professional Journey, Surgeons United. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the participants and not necessarily those of the American College of Surgeons. Enjoy the program. Welcome, initiates from the classes of 2022, 2021, and 2020, family and friends. It is a great honor to embark upon this role as your president for the coming year. I would like to recognize the distinguished national and international surgeons here tonight, our newly inducted and current honorary fellows, regents, officers, governors, and advisory council members. I would especially like to thank Dr. Anton Sadawi, Chair of the Board of Regents, and Dr. Linda Phillips, Vice Chair of the Board of Regents, as well as our immediate past president, Dr. Julie Freshleg for welcoming and guiding me along the way over this past year. I would also like to acknowledge and thank the college's staff, Ms. Lenise Kelly, Ms. Donna Colomb, and a special thank to you to Ms. Megan Kennedy for obtaining the information and details for this address tonight, as well as Ms. Natalie Bowden for helping me put this all together. I would especially like to recognize our new and very gifted executive director, Dr. Patricia Turner, who follows the outstanding tenure of Dr. David Hoyt. I am grateful for the mentorship and role models provided by my mom and dad, and for the friendship and guidance of many past presidents. I would particularly like to recognize the late Drs. Robert Zollinger and J. David Richardson who inspired me to be a better surgeon and leader, as well as the talented faculty and longtime colleagues from The Ohio State University, including our chair, Dr. Tim Pollack, and our dean, Dr. Carol Bradford, both of whom are fellows of the college. I would be most remiss if I did not recognize my lovely and supportive wife and best friend, Dr. Mary Pat Borges, our children, John and Eric, and their families for their continued support and encouragement over the years. I love you all. I wish to humbly dedicate this address to our initiates and the profession of surgery. It has been a privilege for me to be a fellow of the American College of Surgeons since 1986. I have had the honor to participate in and observe the steady growth and maturation of our profession with a front row seat. Our country has been through difficult times and a deep divide in recent years. It is apparent to me that the profession of surgery must be more united than ever before. As we take our professional journey, we as a college must be united across generations, anchored by the ideals of our founders, for the good of our patients and society, 
to our new initiates, congratulations. You represent one of the largest classes ever with over 2,300 inductees from 77 countries, well over 1,400 domestic and 850 international, and over 640 female inductees. You are a true representation of global surgery today. Those in attendance have come from many different places by many different means and roads. Likewise, the journey in our careers has begun at a thousand different points, both literally and figuratively. We have taken many different paths to get where we are today. Tonight, all of these roads intersect here in San Diego at the 108th ACS Clinical Congress. Why are we gathered here? Look around and you will see the answer. You each richly deserve this recognition. Please give yourself your loved ones, and your colleagues another round of applause. <laughs> Earning entry into the American College of Surgeons is a milestone which solidifies your professional standing. I think we would all agree that surgery in general, including the subspecialties, is a demanding and perhaps the most honorable and professionally awarding career amongst the many specialties in medicine. This is so because of our privileged interactions with patients and their loved ones at some of the most challenging times of their lives. We come to celebrate the initiates and the founding ideals and values of our college. Furthermore, I would hope that we have come to celebrate and reaffirm our unity and the commitment to our patients and our profession. Our ideals and history are represented in the great seal of the college. It has been our insignia since 1915. The seal has two symbolic icons for the delivery of surgical care. On your left is Aesculapius, the symbol of European learning, and on your right is a Native American medicine man. They are seated between a tree of knowledge, making an offering of their symbols of healing in common service to humankind. The Latin words on the bottom of the seal translate to serve all with skill and trust, the college's motto. Building on the success of the journal named Surgery, Gynecology, and Obstetrics, founded in 1905, and the Clinical Congress of Surgeons of North America, first meeting in 1910, the American College of Surgeons was founded by Dr. Franklin H. Martin, a gynecologist of rural upbringing. His vision, along with his colleagues, was to unite U.S. and Canadian surgeons into a single organization that would recognize surgeons that met with high standards of education and practice. The hope was to develop an association that would have for its primary purpose the betterment of surgical care. Surgeons have the implicit responsibility to use surgical care and science delivered with empathy to help our patients. It is a privileged and very personal responsibility. Yet we all realize that no matter how hard we try, we will not be able to cure or alleviate all of our patients' suffering from their diseases or injuries. But each of us can find strength and resilience in our ability to relate to the patient and their family, 
and our continued commitment to the values of our college, including the provision of the highest quality of care, integrity, and professionalism. These are brought to life in the pledge of the college, declared by each of you just moments ago, in which you pledged to pursue the practice of surgery with honesty and to place the welfare and the rights of your patients above all else and promise to deal with each patient as you would wish to be dealt with if you were in the patient's position, and finally, to respect your patient's autonomy and individuality. In transitioning to the next year, I wish to build upon the theme of Dr. Freischleck, Surgeons Sowing Hope. My hope is that the seeds sowed today will allow us to continue our professional journey as Surgeons United by promoting excellence in surgical care in the years to come. Over the next year and beyond, I hope that as fellows of the American College of Surgeons, we will work together in three important areas so that we can collectively better serve our patients and society to deliver our brand promise of providing the highest quality care. These include enhancing the relevance of our college to all surgical specialties, expanding the diversity of the surgical workforce and our college to enhance access to the highest quality of surgical care and to help solve the shortage of rural surgeons, and continuing to learn to treat our patients as they wish to be treated. Although the ACS was founded before the certifying boards were established, the surgical specialties were engaged at the onset. The initial bylaws in 1913 called for specialty governors, 20 at large, 45 from 15 surgical specialties, and one each from the Navy and Army. The surgical specialties continued to be closely integrated into all of the college's activities, goals, and leadership. Furthermore, the advisory councils for the surgical specialties were established to enhance communication between the specialties and ACS leadership. The first advisory councils for ophthalmic surgery and otolaryngology were founded in 1937. Today, there are 14 advisory councils. They expanded along the lines of board certification with specialty boards currently represented with an advisory council, plus the addition of the Advisory Council for Rural Surgery in 2012 because of the unique issues facing surgical practices in rural communities, which play an increasingly important role in the college's demographics. I think that we can all appreciate that it is more important than ever for our college to be synonymous with the House of Surgery. In order to do this, we must come together with our colleagues, listen to their needs, and determine how we can work with them to achieve mutually desirable goals. As surgeons, we must be united. There is much to be gained by working together. The evidence is in the Surgical Coalition and its work in advocacy, the multidisciplinary programs of the Clinical Congress, 
the work of the Academy of Master Surgeon Educators in graduate and undergraduate medical education during the COVID-19 pandemic, and the commitment of the college to important areas that impact us all, including ethics, surgeon health and well-being, and regulatory issues. I am surprised that less than 50% of our fellows are from surgical specialties. In this regard, I believe we have more work to do. The U.S. and Canada have over 370 million people who represent an increasingly diverse racial and ethnic population. Our workforce ideally would look like those we serve, as must our college. When we look at the members of our college, we realize that we have much work to do to enhance our diversity. Of 160,000 surgeons in the U.S., 19% are female. Although the number of women in our college increased from the first five women fellows at its inception in 1913, still only 12% of current fellows are women. This year, almost 25% are women, and hopefully this trend will continue to increase and the number of women fellows will increase annually. In the archives, we have limited data on the racial distribution of our fellows. I would like to call out three trailblazers in our college. The first black male fellow was inducted in 1913, Dr. Daniel Hale Williams, shown on your left. The second black fellow was Dr. Lewis T. Wright, inducted in 1934, shown in the middle. And by 1948, there were 27 black fellows. The first black woman fellow, Dr. Helen Octavia Dickens, is shown on your right. She was inducted as a fellow in 1950, and by 1951, there were 42 black fellows. The leadership of our college is committed to continuing to promote excellence in surgical care, DEI initiatives, anti-racism, and allyship to increase pathways to the surgical profession from all social, ethnic, and racial strata in the U.S. and Canada. This will improve access to high-quality care. We need better information on the demographics of our college, allowing us to track the results of our efforts in this regard. As a profession, we are not insulated from the social issues that we face. A recent survey of over 2,000 physicians documented their views on today's societal issues. Lack of access to care was the number one issue according to this survey. As past president Dr. L.D. Britt said, without access, there is no quality. Our profession must be united for our patients and promote excellence in care, beginning with access. Collectively, we have learned that patients are more likely to seek care from physicians who look like themselves or live in their community. Enhancing the pathways to medical school through allyship and thence to surgical training from our most underrepresented populations is essential to providing a greater number of surgeons of color and other ethnic and culturally diverse populations, which will improve access. We have an imbalance not only in the ethnic and racial diversity of our surgical workforce, but also a problem of distribution where surgeons work.
the vast majority of surgeons in practice in larger metropolitan areas, whereas there is a shortage of surgeons in rural America today. This creates an access problem for some six, 56 million people living in these communities. We need to increase the number of surgeons interested in surgery, in rural surgery specifically, to further diversify our workforce to meet these needs. Furthermore, we have learned that there is not simply one rural America, and understanding the surgical needs of each of these unique areas is essential. And in this regard, we have more work to do as well. In recognition of our increasingly diverse society, past President Dr. Ronald Mayer reasoned that the golden rule has evolved into the platinum rule, where we deal with our patients not only as we would wish to be treated ourselves, but as they wish to be treated based on their own unique ethnicity, gender, background, experiences, culture, and the entirety of their intersectionality. Do unto others as you would want done to you has evolved to do unto others as they would want done to them. A case in point draws me back to the great seal of the Native American medicine man. There is a need for us as surgeons and physicians to learn about and respect the culture of Native Americans as well as those of African, Asian, Hispanic, Middle Eastern descent, and other ethnicities. Dr. Lori Arvicio Alford, was shown in this slide, was the first Navajo woman to become a board-certified surgeon. She tells her story in The Scalpel and the Silver Bear. She says, in my culture, the Navajo culture, medicine is performed by a Hitali, someone who sees a person not simply as a body, but as a whole being. Body, mind, and spirit are seen as connected to other people, to families, to communities, and even to the planet and the universe. They want a medicine that understands their health needs are not separate from the rest of their lives, a medicine that does not isolate, but connects and unifies. Tonight, we have welcomed our college, a new class of initiates. Just as we have traveled from many different places by many different roads, we will return to our homes and continue our professional journey after this clinical Congress. What is different? You are now a fellow of the American College of Surgeons. Please use the hashtag Surgeons United to share your journey we will follow and collect your stories as we move forward. My seeds of hope to promote excellence in surgical care include bringing the House of Surgery closer together, expanding diversity of our workforce to eliminate social disparities to access to surgical care, and to continue addressing the rural surgeon shortage and for each of us to learn how our patients wish to be treated. We are united in the common responsibility to society to serve all with skill and trust. Thank you for joining us on the House of Surgery podcast, brought to you by the American College of Surgeons. If you like this podcast, please rate it five stars and let your friends and colleagues know about the podcast. On social media, use the hashtag House of Surgery. You can learn more about the American College of Surgeons, its members, programs, products, and services at facs.org.